0: That's most unwanted um.
1: Unwanted. I've been waiting twenty-three years to say that. Noich, noich, noich. Smoking weed, smoking weed, test, test, one. Suck
0: Sucking dick. Sucking dick. Suck a dick. <laughs> suck a dick. dick, dick. Oh, Who sucks my the dick? God. I suck the dick. I mean, uh, uh what?
1: Who? Where? <laughs> when? Why? Uh this is the FBI's most unwanted, and I'm Matt.
0: I'm Justin.
1: And today we are talking about season four, episode four, Unrui, Unrui, um, I'm, why did I say that like that? It's a German word. It's Unrui!
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't sure why you tried to go like
1: Irish, Scottish for a second. Yeah, I know, it's Unrui, Unrui, (laughs) Unrui, Unrui, why am I saying it like it's Scottish? God damn it! Unrui! Unrui. Okay, um, it is uh, written, directed by Rob Bowman, written by Vince Gilligan. Originally aired October twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six, uh, and the uh, guest of this, the guest star of this episode, is uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince, who uh, was pretty well known actor for his roles. In movies like Shy People, Mississippi Burning, Jacob's Ladder, uh, The Legend of 1900, uh, Constantine, Gotti. And uh, he most recently appeared, at least uh, from what I'm looking at, he, the one he appeared in that most people would recognize is uh, 2018's Bird Box.
0: I've seen Burbox and I don't remember him.
1: Yeah, okay. He was also in Agents of Shield in four episodes. It looks like uh, oh. two episodes of Stranger Things. So he's kind of a that guy actor. He's his eyes are the part I think are the most recognizable part of him. He's.
0: I I know I've seen him in something. If you would ask me what I like, I. I've seen Bird Box. I don't remember him in Birdbox. I've seen some of Agents of Shield. Hmm. Like I'm looking at the lit. I'm looking at. Also, he's looks a, like a a wow, he's been
1: in a ton of TV shows: Deadwood, Alias, Miami Vice, Quantum Leap, Chicago Hope, CSI, Highlander, the series, uh, <gasps> The Walking Dead. So he's been in a lot of stuff. I'm sure I'll run
0: into him because he's in a couple of Nick Cage films. <laughs>
1: Ah, yes, I'm sure on the Nick Gage you're going to see him and stuff. Oh uh,
0: yeah, Drive Angry, can't wait.
1: Oh, yeah, I bet.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, uh, Vince Gilligan, he was inspired to write this episode uh, based on a time-life book about serial killers that he had read when he was a child. Um, it... Uh, Partly is based on the story of Howard Unruh, who was an American mass murderer who shot and killed 13 people during a 12-minute walk through his neighborhood in Camden, New Jersey, in uh, 1949. Um... Which is, you know, now that's just... uh, I'm going to get a little political. We call that Tuesday in the United States now. Um, Ah, yes. Oh, jeez. The only
0: real difference is it wasn't a school. I
1: mean... uh, Dude, the Walmart right by me had a bomb threat yesterday. The Walmart. Oh, you too? Yeah.
0: I, I told you about down here, like... Like thirty minutes from my house, we have that one guy in Wilder that was arrested for making a bomb and having a an uh, having an assault rifle ready to go because to commit hate crimes, right?
1: Oh, you told me about that
0: motherfucker.
1: Yeah, I tell you, uh, the episode was also inspired inspired by Ted Serios, who actually comes up in the episode. He had this idea of photography. Where he thought that he could take pictures of people's thoughts. And Mulder talks about that during the episode. And photography is... Uh, or in psychic photography is actually kind of the crux of this episode. As we'll talk about. Uh, apparently uh, Taylor Vince was exactly who Gilligan had in mind. When he wrote the role of Schnautz. And so uh, it's pretty good that uh, he actually got the part. So, uh, let's see. What else? do uh, Oh, uh, apparently uh, the part about having Schnautz sit his victims in a dentist chair was added to the script due to the widespread f- uh, fear of dentists among the general American population. So. Yeah,
0: I... I, I get that, I guess. But it would have made more sense if they did something with the mouth.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah. I feel like it's like, Oh, it's because people have a fear of dentists. So we put a dentist chair I'm like, no, nah, it's deeper than that. I hate the dentist, but that's not why it's not the chair. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, most of the scenes of Schnouts on plasterers, stilts were shot using stunt men, uh, I figured that, but um Vince, the actor, he was held upright using a cable uh a cable when he was on the stilts and uh it was edited out in post production. Uh let's see. I don't know what uh and I guess that's just about it. Sweet. Yeah, okay. Um Just the other thing is uh, the episode prominently features the drug scopolamine, which can cause people to become quickly unconscious, and Twilight Sleep, which is a condition that can render people unconscious following great moments of pain. So, hooray. Uh, (laughs) Huzzah! (laughs) Yeah, so this episode opens up in, in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, and a, a woman named Mary, she's brought to a local pharmacy by her boyfriend to have her passport photo taken. And she gets the picture taken and she realizes that she forgot her wallet. And when she goes outside to go get her wallet, uh, an unseen man in a yellow raincoat kind of bumps into her. And she does like a ow and she starts like feeling her shoulder, you know. And then she realizes something's wrong. She realizes she starts to be like, uh, hell, you know, she can't really talk. She's like stumbling her way to the car. And when she gets to the car, uh, her boyfriend has been murdered. And then uh, right as she falls to the ground, uh, the killer, he comes up in his raincoat and he sticks another uh hyper hypodermic needle. Holy shit. I can talk. Um, <laughs> puts the needle in her renders her unconscious and kidnaps her uh, back in the pharmacy. The clerk is like, I wonder where she went. Uh, to, uh, so I guess she's not coming back. And he rips the paper off the Polaroid picture he took for her passport photo and, And her passport photo is actually of her screaming, surrounded by weird little creatures on a distorted background. Which is pretty wild.
0: I mean, I wish my passport photo could be like that.
1: True. Very true. Uh, Mulder and Scully show up because... reasons. Don't know. Again... (laughs) Uh sometimes in this show they show up uh with very little uh prompt because the FBI wouldn't technically be called in on a kidnapping case unless they had reason to believe it went interstate which makes it a federal crime so I guess they only got called in because of the weird photo <laughs>
0: Yeah, that that's kind of the like because like Scully uh, Mulder shows Scully the photo, fo- like like all the info about the missing people, and it's like okay, so why are we being called in? It's like it's like well, an old man took a photo, but it's not the photo that right like you know, that. It, but the photo looks something different, and it's just like oh yeah, that's like super just vague.
1: <laughs> yep. So. Um. Basically, yeah, they show up and they look at this picture and Scully comes up with possibly the weakest argument I've ever heard for any <coughs> her, where she thinks this clearly like, very real photograph of a screaming woman surrounded by creatures was caused by outdated Polaroid film.
0: <laughs> it's like our day polar film that was probably exposed to heat from like uh because the the film was near like a heat lamp yeah, uh, and, and fox is like yeah so who's gonna taser the old man
1: right it's like come on like Scully you are reaching here girl um and then like the the local cop comes in he's like hey you're you're the FBI uh, you're here about um the kidnapping, like, we may have found the answer. Like, there might not be a kidnapping. Um, they go to the Mary's apartment, and apparently she and her boyfriend have been stealing mail. And um, Mulder is, like, looking around... And this is when he starts talking – he finds a Polaroid camera in the apartment and he starts talking about Ted Serios who I mentioned earlier and he starts talking about photography and he picks up the uh, Polaroid camera and he holds out his hand, just his gloved hand, and just starts taking pictures of it. He like runs all of the film out of the camera. And every single one of those pictures – is the same picture that the uh, 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 guy at the pharmacy took for the passport photo. And Scully's like, this is just like, no, like, it's all just old. And Mulder's like, no, I, I think that the killer was here. I think he was standing, like, outside her window looking at her. And I think he was close enough to this camera to project his thoughts onto this film. And... Uh,
0: (laughs) the concept in this is very wacky
1: (laughs) it's a very weird concept however um it does get pretty creepy and dark though because uh mary she has found no wait is it Mary that is along the roadside, or is it a different woman? It's a different.
0: No, woman. it's Mary.
1: Oh, it is. Mary. No, it, it's okay.
0: It is Mary because are like we got like because the whole thing was like well if she's like if she's on the run why did she kill her boyfriend that doesn't make sense it makes more sense that she's uh, like missing right because and, but,
1: be, but the only reason I wonder if it's Mary is because there's the woman that comes out of the. Cause we see the scenes of the unseen abductor, like putting, like she's in the. (sighs) I thought those scenes where he was like putting the nightgown on her and stuff. I thought that's that's a different girl. Oh, that's a different girl. Okay,
0: that's the girl we find later.
1: Oh, that's right that's right there's two ways so he puts basically she's like in a nightgown it is Mary she's in a nightgown just wandering along the roadside and they take her to the hospital and they realize that she's been given like this scopolamine and this uh twilight sleep and they think her condition is because of the drugs and Scully like looks at her and is like ah I think this is something else like you better put her in an MRI and so they do and they find out she has been given an improper uh, lobotomy a uh, a uh, this is a terrible practice that used to actually be done in this country they called it an ice ice pick. pick. Yeah. The ice pick lobotomy where they would essentially put a sharp pointy object in through your eye socket and hammer on it to punch a hole in part of your brain to cure quote unquote cure mental illness. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, horrible. Just horrible. Uh, and so basically, yes, she is now brain damaged. She's been given this lobotomy and you're right. Then this, then I'm looking at the summary. Now another woman gets taken, this woman, Alice Brandt, and she's the one that she wakes up in the dentist chair and her kidnapper is talking German at her, um, Like replacing
0: the tape on her face And then giving her the nightgown
1: Yep, and he has An ice pick So Mulder He goes back to Washington To do the 90's version Of enhancing photos On a computer (laughs) No mouse involved, by the way Just typing, you hear just yeah, keyboard Can you like Un, can you, like, unblur that? Sure. Un- Zoom in on that. Zoom in on that guy. Can you make that a little clearer? Turn the whole thing around. Now turn the whole thing. <laughs> no mouse, no nothing, just keyboard commands. Uh- <laughs> um, and so... uh. Basically what he discovers is he discovers a few things. <laughs> a couple of the things that he does are totally possible and plausible, like warping the image. Cause it does look like it's just diso- distorted in kind of like a circle. Like you can uncircle that to make what you're looking at less distorted. And, but the, the blowing up, and clarification of the face of the old man—that makes no fucking sense at all. Um, oh, I skipped over a part, by the way. Um, back... Well, he
0: goes—he goes there, but they realize he, uh, that this guy might be hunting from, like, and uh, a construction site or right. like, a, I th- like. For
1: some reason, I thought that took place before Mulder went back to Washington because when, when Alice was, kidnapped, it did take place. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when Alice was kidnapped, Scully realized that the two places that the kidnappings took place, there was like this construction company doing work nearby. And she's like, if he is stalking his victims, this is where he could be stalking them from is these construction sites. So Mulder, he's having all this stuff done. Uh, And meanwhile, Scully, she goes and she finds the construction company to investigate a possible lead. And this is where she meets uh, Gary Schnautz, who, as we said, is played by Pruitt Taylor Vince. He worked near both scenes of the kidnapping. Uh, He's wearing stilts to make him very tall because he's doing sheetrocking and stuff. And at the same time, Mulder in dc looking <laughs> at this picture sees the shadow of the killer and he or well he sees a shadow in the picture and he goes That's and he it. assumes That's it's the killer it. this has got to be the killer oh, he's like he's like looming over her he's just he's like playing god just watching it all and oh he's, and he calls scully and he's like, hey. <laughs> Uh, Scully, uh, we found, like, a shadow in this picture that I think is the killer, and, but the, the, there's something about his legs, he's, he's either very, very, like, abnormally tall, or he wants to be very abnormally tall, and, of course, Scully is standing right next to this dude in stilts. I like this episode. I won't lie, but this is so super fucking convenient. <laughs> like, yeah, really super fucking convenient. Like there's,
0: seriously, guys.
1: There's there's no effort on their part at all in actually catching this guy. <laughs> she she like hang
0: she hangs up on Fox. Looks at the stilts. Looks at his eyes, and as they're twitching back and forth, and then pulls a gun. <laughs>
1: yep well no she doesn't pull her gun until she looks at she says unrui she she says unrui to him
0: oh yeah and then he starts running he
1: starts flipping out and she pulls her gun and so they catch him and uh Mulder shows up and they interrogate him and somehow Mulder gets all the way from Washington back to Michigan, and they're still in this old house <laughs> construction site. Scully hasn't, like, actually taken him anywhere. Um, so, okay. Um, but basically, we find out this dude is... Mulder's like this is or Scully's like hey this isn't the first time you were arrested what Mulder and Scully are basically saying you know you've been arrested before right like you beat your dad up real bad when you were young and you know you assaulted him to the point where he was like in a coma or whatever it was Um, or hot no in a wheelchair that's what it was he was in a wheelchair he was you know wheelchair bound you beat him up so bad and you were arrested you went to jail and he's like actually I was well, Oh, and he beat up his father cause his father abused his sister is basically what happened. He, so, um, he goes, actually I was institutionalized. I was, I was mentally ill and, uh, Mulder pulls out the file and he's like, Oh yeah, he, you know, he had schizophrenic tendencies and stuff like that. um, so they're like, okay, well, tell us where Alice Brandt is. He's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know who Alice Brandt is. I don't know who, uh, Mary LaFenty is. Like, I, I just don't know what you're talking about. And they, you know, they drill him for a little bit. And finally he goes, well, she's somewhere safe. She's safe from the howlers. And so, you know, Now we realize that when he was in that institution, he didn't actually get fully better. He still has these, uh, things in his head that he calls the howlers. Um, but they do find her. She's also been lobotomized and Mulder essentially is like, okay, so... If he's talking on if he's talking unrest and he's talking about these howlers and he thinks these howlers are bad things. And if he's lobotomizing these people, obviously he thinks he is saving them from the howlers. And so that these photos aren't like his like fantasies. These aren't what he wants to do. These are the nightmares he's having about what he thinks are happening to these people. Um. So, uh, and Scott at this point
0: is just like, just extremely upset.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, at this point, uh, they're actually doing, except for the psychic photography angle, it's a pretty good look at, um, kind of like a psychology. He's not a killer. He's, he's just maiming these people. Like he's causing them permanent damage. But, it, but
0: he uh, assumes it's for the greater good because they're suffering from something he assumes they're being they're suffering from something else.
1: Yeah, and he he even explains it more to Scully later. Uh we're about to get to that because he escapes police custody and uh he kills an officer which uh you know, he's being processed and he's about to have his mugshot taken and the officer takes his mugshot and everybody in this oh no, this is a print off. I was about to say everybody in this has a friggin' Polaroid camera, but this one is a, it gets printed off the computer and it's the officer shot right through the head. Um, and he's like, what the fuck? And Schnoutz takes his gun and shoots him. Uh, but through the neck we find out, uh, apparently he shoots him a little bit different than in the picture. Uh, but he also goes and he robs the pharmacy from the opening scene, he takes the passport photo camera and he takes all the film and he takes a bunch of drugs. And so while Scully goes to investigate that robbery, uh she gets rendered unconscious and she's kidnapped.
0: Well they both go to because yeah. this is a point I, I that with the whole photo thing was a little weird because she, she's like, okay, like Mulder, go, Fox goes up to like one of those camera uh, booths, those photo taking booths right. and puts money in and Scully leaves to go to it's like, well, I'm going to follow up. And he's probably went back to his old lair uh, right. where she gets taken. And Fox only knows about it because he pulls the photos out of the photo booth. That's right. And it's, and it's, it's- Scully. And I'm like, time out, T- time out. The so the so Shroud's had the time to rob this guy, but also go into the photo booth to to cast his photo well,
1: before he, he left. No, he didn't. He's not doing it on purpose. Is the thing like as long as he's near enough to the film? Oh, uh... so like the, the remember earlier when Mulder found the camera? at the house and he was just taking pictures of his hand it was because he was outside the house watching through the window planning to take her he's not doing okay that. yeah he Well didn't... I didn't
0: think he was doing yeah, it on no. purpose but I assumed that the the only way it and worked so, uh, was he had to look at like a camera lens like kind of no, deal no
1: no uh because the at the beginning when uh, Mary is in the store to have her. He actually, uh, he comes in the store. You kind of see the yellow raincoat come in and then go back out. And so he was in the store while the photo was being taken. So as long as he's near the film, his thoughts are captured on the film is the, okay. Yeah. um, yeah, so Mulder, he sees the photo of Scully, and it's essentially the same photo that we saw of Mary at the beginning. She's surrounded by the howlers and kind of this distorted environment, um, and so she's kidnapped. And uh, I can't remember exactly how Mulder realizes that Schnauz's father used to be a dentist. Okay.
0: So, uh, okay, I, I basically what happened was uh, she gets taken. Right. Uh, they're all sitting, uh, like, so Fox is sitting in the, uh, the police uh, station, and they're, all, like, talking with some cops. And he's looking at the photo because there's six fingers on her head, and he's just yep. obsessing over that. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I don't know anything, but we found his wallet, and there's an obituary of his, of his dad in his wallet.
1: Oh, that's right. That says DDS. That's right. He claimed his father was still alive and that he had been taking care of his father. Yes. And then they found the obituary in the wallet. And yes, his father was a dentist because it was whatever his father's name was, DDS. And so they went to his old dentist's office and the chair is missing. And they're like – because they go there because they think he's probably just attacking his victim, you know, keeping his victims in this dentist's office. But he's not. But the chair is gone. Uh, so they know that maybe he's doing it somewhere else. And that's how they find out um, that they need to – okay, meanwhile, uh, Scully is <laughs> – I, I want to jump kind of uh, – because – Well, I'll, I'll say it. It's not really
0: jumping because it really is like the next thing.
1: Yeah. Well, first Mulder realizes that, uh, the six fingers means, uh, there's in the picture. It was, uh, of the, the burial of Schnauz's father and there were five gravestones in a row and his father's gravestone would have made the sixth gravestone in a row. So Mulder realizes that they got to go to where his father's buried and look around there. And so then Scully is is in the, we we find out she's been obviously kidnapped. She wakes up and Chanel says, I, you've got the howlers. I need to kill the howlers in your head. And she's like, what? are the howlers and he's like they're the bad things they live in your head and they make you say things you don't mean and do things that you wouldn't normally do and i need to kill them and scully's like uh so like your father had the howler so basically she's trying to say he's trying to rationalize. The fact that his father. Abused his sister so bad. Because he had these monsters in his head. Um, and Scully keeps saying to him. Look I don't have. any." And she speaks to him in German. She's like I don't have any unrest. Like I'm okay. Like I don't have any howlers. And he's like that's exactly what they. They're making you say that. So I'm going to kill them. They live right here. And he goes to put the ice pick in her eye and Mulder comes up and they're in like a, a mobile, like a, like a camper basically. And well, at first he takes pictures. He's going to take a picture of Scully, but then he starts taking pictures of himself. And he's like, what do these pictures mean? And she's like, they mean that you need help. And he's like, no, I think they mean that I don't really have a lot of time left. And that's when Mulder comes and bursts in the door and shoots Snow's dead. And, of course, all the pictures that he took of himself were him laying dead on the floor in the camper. So, he was right. Uh, I don't know how he foresaw that exactly. I think he knew just that he was going to It was die. the
0: Howlers! The Howlers knew!
1: Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, and it just kind of ends with with Scully, like doing uh, finishing up her report and uh, kind of looking at all the pictures. And uh, she says some stuff that I can't even remember exactly what she says. It was just,
0: basically the idea of because she was stuck and was the only, and her only means of survival was to sympathize yeah. and get into the brain of what, sh- what he was thinking.
1: Yeah, kind of get in his head and...
0: Yeah, it's like th- trying to play, like, basically devil's advocate for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but uh, interestingly enough, uh, it it that's just the end of the episode. So it kind of ends right there. And, um, yeah, that was Unrui.
0: Yeah. Um, overall, I liked the episode. Yeah. I thought some of the silly shenanigans and like some of the, the some of the leaps you had to go with in order to get from certain points was a little hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but the overall story arc I really enjoyed. I kind of put this in like the B B plus category.
1: Yeah, I also really like this one. Like, I kind of generalized it and kind of picked on some stuff. But it actually is, like, a really solid episode. And the the idea of, like, the the killer that kind of leaves his creepy-ass fantasy or his creepy-ass internal life on film is is really good and uh there there's a little bit of like real scariness at the end not even that scully would die not i mean obviously we know nothing bad is going to happen to these characters but like even worse than death like she's almost at this point where she's like gonna lose just her brain like her ability to function and be scully which is kind of a, a scary idea yeah um, yeah and yeah, though, there are some real quick there are like I said though, there's some there's silly stuff too. like Scully's reaching explanation is so weird and so funny and so stupid. and it there's a couple real convenient moments in here like <laughs> Scully just happening to be standing next to the guy on the stilts and Mulder somehow makes it all the way from Washington DC to Traverse City Michigan in uh apparently the blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is like a good A- for me. I like this one pretty well. So, sweet. Yeah, okay, next time <sighs> This the, the next. Well, oh no! I made that noise, but then I realized, like, the next one's not bad. It's just slow, sort of. It's an interesting episode. It's just not, uh, like exciting or anything like that. Um, it is titled "The Field Where I Died," and. It's kind of got some stuff about past life and whatnot in it. Um, yeah, like I said, it's I'm, I made it sound initially like it's a bad episode. It's not bad. It's just, well, we can talk about it next time. It's hard to, <laughs> it's, it's sort of hard to explain. Like, it's not like fast paced. It's not exciting necessarily. It's kind of like a slow thinker type. I don't know. We'll talk about it next time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Later. Later. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks.